0: Real people Real opinions Real talk radio The multi-award winning Niall Boylan show
1: Let's talk about wills It's extremely important And of course My culture producer Reminded me About the field What's this bit of the field? This is the widow's field That's the law That's the law The common law The common law There's another law There is Stronger than the common law What's that? The law of the land. The law of the land. There's another law more better than the common law. Well, unfortunately, that's not really true. Unless, of course, you live in the United Kingdom where they do operate in common law. We don't operate in common law. But there's nothing like a good family dispute over a will. You know, there's nothing more Irish than that. And despite this, despite the fact that we all know the tendency falls, you know, wills tend to fall into dispute over land, money, all those kind of, you know, property, etc., and even I don't know, jewellery and stuff like that as well. Why do people still not write a will? Well, today we asked you to send in your questions about wills, and we're delighted to have John Costo, consultant as Open Pranks, uh, on the line. Good evening to you, John. Good evening, Niall. Thank you for inviting me on. You're so welcome because we we spoke to you during the year last year, and the piece was so popular. We were for days. We were still getting questions. If you have your man on again, will you ask him a question for me? And it's something that we don't think about. I only spoke to somebody today, who's quite young. I don't know exactly how old she is, but I'd say she's probably in her thirties or early thirties. And I said, Did you have you written a will? We were kind of just chatting about things. So I said, Have you written a will? And she said, No. And I said, Well, you have a child, so you should write a will. I, people just forget to write them, don't they?
0: Well in that probably is the most common situation when a will should be made is when uh, parents have a, a young child or children. There was a case about 40 years ago I'm I'm old enough to remember it when there was a gas explosion in a block of apartments in Sandy Mount and the two parents were killed. They worked in RTÉ and they'd one young child that survived them. They'd no wills And both sets of grandparents went into the district court fighting over the guardianship of the young grandchild because there was no will made. So, if the parents had made wills appointing guardians, that would have what would be avoided.
1: That, that, by the way, is there any law whatsoever in relation to you know your godparents when you get christened? Wasn't there an old adage that they were the ones who would be guardians of you if you know both your parents died? Well, the, the, either,
0: no, it, that, that's a religious concept. There's, there's no legal basis for that.
1: Right. Okay. But the judge might listen to it. It's like I suppose we don't have um, what you call it um, in marriage in this country. We don't have uh, prenuptial agreements because they're not legal yeah. in Ireland, but a judge can read it to give them an idea of how you might have been thinking at the time. So I well, suppose from it depends to...
0: on the facts of each case. It should, yeah. be, a, it should be hard to, to persuade a judge that godparents have legal rights, It depend on the circumstances. But generally, people make wills when they have young children, when the children are in their 20s, and then maybe when they have grandchildren. So there are, generally, I find that people make wills at different stages in their lives.
1: Yeah, when life changes, I suppose, when you get yeah. married or divorced or married yeah. again or whatever that Now, here's the thing. Is it true that you don't actually have to go to John Costello or up in Franks? I don't want to put you out of yeah. business. But that you can yeah. literally write your own will and sign it and get a mate to witness it. Is that valid?
0: Well, you can get a will form in certain stationary companies. Um, and um, I've come across them over the years half of them have been perfect, the other half have uh, caused major legal problems, and some of them have ended up in the High Court. So in fact, by making a will, a homemade will yourself, you could be, you could be, um, the results could be that your family could be spending tens of thousands in legal fees trying to uh, argue the validity of the will in the High Court. Right. For example, that sometimes if the intention isn't clear, sometimes it's not signed properly, you, you need two witnesses. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's the wording isn't correct. So oh, okay. it, it, for the sake of 250 euro, 250 euro is about the cost of a straightforward will. Mm-hmm. And for the sake of 250 euro, that peace I'd of have mind. to recommend doing, doing it professionally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So would you recommend if people get divorced, if they get separated, if yeah. uh, their circumstance changes, the will alt- automatically should be looked at and changed or your will should be changed, even if you're still going to do the same things, but just to make sure all the dots, all the eyes are dotted, etc.?
0: Well, yeah, certainly after, after a separation or divorce, um, the, you know, you, you, normally the, the former partner won't, won't be a beneficiary. So you'd have to update your will and presumably the children would be the sole beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. So that is important to do that. So normally, in fact, with a separation or with a divorce, both parties will renounce their Succession Act rights so that they would waive their rights to a share of each other's estate. In any event, you know that that would normal. That, that would be a normal practice.
1: Okay, okay. So, in, in with a will, for example, does it matter how young you are? For example, do you have to be what age do you have to be to write a will? To, you have to be
0: eighteen, and you need two witnesses. You need an executor, and in the normal family type will, you, you, with, with you know two spouses or partners and children, the spouse or partner would normally be the main beneficiary, and they can be the executor as well. And then what would happen is then if the spouse or partner didn't survive, everything would go equally among the children and uh, one or more of the children could be the executor, provided they're over 18. So if the children aren't over 18, you'd have to appoint maybe uh, grandparents or uncles or aunts to be Mm -hmm. the executors uh, if they're not old enough. By the way, somebody has texted me here
1: based on the field, by the way, that quote from the field. And he says, Niall, we do operate under common law. I, I thought it was just the UK that operated under common law. With how we, we no, operate well, under constitution? No, no,
0: we do. No, Ireland and the UK opposite, uh, operate under common law. Basically, it's it's case made law. It's 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 really law uh, that's evolved through the courts. And uh, so the UK, but we're the only common law jurisdiction now in the EU. Now that, uh, that the UK have left. Okay, so it's based on tried and tested cases, I suppose. That's right, generally, okay. yeah. Okay, so
1: what happens if you, let, let's get, we'll take a you know an example of, you know, uh, a mom and dad and three kids, say two teenagers, one is 24 years of age, one is 15, mm-hmm. one is 17. Mom and dad uh, both mm-hmm. die uh, at the same time. Tragic car accident. No will is made. Um, so well, so if what if happens? The thing- is the will going to probate or does it always go into probate anyway?
0: Well, um, what would happen is that legally the three children inherit everything equally. They get a third each. Now, if you're under 18, you can't inherit a, a, a share of an estate or property or money until you become 18. So the children, the younger children, have to wait till they're 18 to get their share. But what would happen is, you see, if there's a proper, if, there's proper, if if there's a house, or if there's a bank account. Generally, if it's a bank account with over 25,000 euro in the account, you have to take out probate or a grant of administration if there's no will from the probate office. So uh, normally what happens is that with a husband and wife or partners, everything's in joint names. And if one dies, the surviving uh, uh, partner or spouse inherits everything, and there's no need for probate if everything's in joint names. Now, if both parents die, that doesn't arise. So, mm-hmm. so what would happen in that case is that one of the children who's over eighteen, or one or more of them, would have to apply for a grant of administration, and that would enable them then to transfer the house into the three names when they're eighteen, or else to sell the house, uh, or, and, and also that normally monies in the bank account or financial institution are frozen until they get the grant of probate or grant of administration. If there's no will from the probate office. So you can't. the only the only funds that can be released from a bank or financial institution without probate are uh, funds to pay the funeral expenses. So nothing. So everything else is frozen until probate or grant for administration issues. And that normally takes up to six months at a minimum, you know. Yeah, I could take more. Because
1: my own father died going back about seven years ago there. And it was nearly a year, I think, it took for it eventually. Yeah, well, uh, there's, a,
0: there's a lot of delays now in the system at the moment. Yeah. But it's... Uh, And then there was a question
1: because he had left a house to myself and my sister. Now, it wasn't a very valuable house, but it was a house nonetheless. There was a question over whether there was going to be capital gains tax on the value of the house going up in that
0: period of a year during probate. (laughs) No, well, that's a good point because, in fact, it's, it's it's a good reason. Sometimes what I do actually... I recommend that if if the family home has been sold, I recommend that you sell the family home before you take out probate. You can sell the family home before probate and then you put in the sale price as the date of death value and then you avoid capital gains tax by doing that. Oh, right. Now, okay. it, is, yeah, it only arises if you're selling pretty quickly after the date of death.
1: Yeah. Okay, there's loads of questions in here. A lot of them are kind of very similar, right? But there's one says, I have a property in Spain. Is that covered in my will?
0: Well generally your will in Ireland would would cover your worldwide assets and most people just have Irish assets in Ireland and no other assets but a lot of people as you know have holiday homes uh, on the continent and I always recommend that if you have a a holiday home on the continent Spain or Portugal or whatever that you make a will in that jurisdiction dealing with your your property in, in that country uh, because they have different succession laws in in the Mediterranean countries, and uh, also it, it can be complicated if, if if you only have an Irish will, you have to take out probate in Ireland, and then you have to get a translation of the Irish will, and the, the translation then has to be sent with the, uh, an official copy of the of the Irish will to the the Mediterranean country. And it, and it delays the whole process, so it's much easier if you have a will. Yeah. Pay an
1: extra 200 quid in Spain and get another will done over and there, the, And the,
0: Yeah, and so your yeah. Spanish will just, cover, just covers the Spanish property, and your yeah. Irish will just covers your Irish property.
1: Uh, my parents are elderly and won't make a will. There are four of us, and one of us is actually a solicitor. I think it's a disaster waiting to happen. They have property. Uh, what will happen if they never do? In other words, if they don't as a will,
0: if everything's is in joint names and one parent dies, the surviving parent inherits everything without a will. Now, if everything isn't in joint names, what happens is the surviving parent inherits two thirds uh, of the deceased uh, uh, parent's estate, and the children get one third. And if both parents have died, then the children get a one quarter each. But the problem is that there can be problems to say one of the children predeceased. Uh, and there's no will, uh, you see, normally I provide in a will that you, that you leave everything to your spouse or partner if they don't survive everything to your children. But then I also advise parents to provide that if one of your child, children predeceases you, does their share go to their spouse or to the children, i.e. the grandchildren? And so that's another reason for making a will that you can provide what happens if, if mm-hmm. a child predeceases. So, the, in the case that you mentioned, if a child predeceased when there's no will, um, everything goes to the grandchildren, and the, the surviving spouse gets nothing.
1: Okay, listen. By the way, if, you want, if anyone wants to send any questions in, you can 087-188-0008. I speak to John Costello from Open Franks uh, Solicitors. Now, I don't speak to my dad. I'm an only child. My mum is dead. Will I get anything if he doesn't leave me something?
0: So I don't speak well, to my dad. My, I'm an only child. Well. Yeah, the answer is yes, um, each, every child has a legal right to challenge a will um, it, not, if they're, not, if it, uh, not if the inheritance goes to a surviving parent but if both parents have died, a child can challenge the will if they have to prove A, that they have a financial need and, and B, that their parent has failed in their moral duty to make proper, provision, proper financial provision during their uh, uh, raising. And, well, um, let's just say so, for
1: arguments, say this this father who's not speaking to him and his mamma's dead yeah, leaves and yeah. writes it as well. I'm going to leave it all to me,
0: girlfriend. Yeah, well, the, first of all, the child has a legal claim because you can't disinherit a child uh, like that. Now, but the problem is the child isn't automatically entitled to a specific share. The child has now to when go we into say court. child, are you talking about somebody? That's over already... 18, yes. okay. you, know, obviously you could you could be a child of sixty, you know. Oh, fine. okay. okay. You, yeah. So you go into court, but you have to prove that you have a financial need and that the parent has failed in the moral duty, which is the opposite you have in that situation. Okay. But the problem is you, you can't as a lawyer, you can't guarantee what percentage you're going to get. The act, the succession act doesn't say what percentage you get. It's up to the court to decide. And uh, so quite often those cases go to mediation, you know, that there's a dispute between the beneficiaries and the executors as to how much the beneficiary should get of a a child, a disinherited child. And the court will normally recommend mediation because at the end of the day, it saves a substantial amount in legal fees. So you normally settle the case. Okay, I'm divorced
1: and married again. I have no contact with my former family. Um, Will my wife and kids who are in my will automatically
0: get everything, or can my old family come looking for it? Well, certainly you should update your will, but if if you're separated or divorced, normally there's there's an automatic provision that both, both parties renounce their Succession Act rights in each other's estates so that they, they waive their legal entitlement to a share of each other's estate so if there is a separation agreement or, or a divorce that would have been done automatically so the former the former spouse uh, uh, will have no legal rights to a share of your estate now your children will always have rights uh, to challenge your will so you can't disinherit uh, at one of your natural children mm-hmm. Okay, I'm 43 years of age.
1: I have two kids. My husband and I are self-employed. What is the best thing I can do now to protect my money for my kids if the worst happens? I right, well, well, I mean,
0: I, I mean, a lot of that—that's a lot. That, that, thats a common family situation. So, I mean, I'd recommend that the both parents make wills. They leave everything to each other if they survive. If they don't survive, they never leave everything equally among their children. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I mean, now it's, i don't know what their assets are. Of course, if they, you know, if their assets are substantial, you may you may have to get inheritance tax advice. You know, because you might want to reduce the inheritance tax. There can be, for example, there is a there is a, a, a the, one of the main relief for for inheritance tax is the family home. If you're living in the family home and you inherit the family home from one of your parents, um, and you have no interest in any other property, you can get the family home tax free. Uh, mm. So that's a huge relief. So normally that's where that happens is if elderly parents are living at home and there's one child looking after the elderly parents. The parents might leave the house to that child that they can get it tax-free if they've been living there a number of years before the parents die. Now, if it's a large family, you know, I, I always recommend that everyone gets something. But there is a tax benefit. Uh, there is a family home relief in the tax legislation.
1: Um, my mum is elderly and the government are offering to pay her property tax on the house. She thinks it's a trick and <laughs> that they will own some of the property when she passes. Is this just a good deal? Well, I I think they're probably just putting a judgment on the property. I imagine, is it?
0: Well, I I I don't understand that question. So I've never I've never come across that situation before. It doesn't make sense to me. Unless they're so, putting uh, unless they're putting a judgment on the property for property tax that she owes, which means I'm assuming when they sell the house, it has to be paid. Oh oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a revenue dash. So maybe they're putting a charge on the property, but but it it. it, it you know it's it's like any revenue debt they can get a, they can they'd have to get a judgment in the high court or 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 in some court against you and once you get a judgment, then it can be registered as a judgment mortgage against the property and I'm sure maybe that's what's happened.
1: Um, Somebody says, can you please explain inheritance tax, Um, the bit bit about inheritance tax? Is Ireland particularly bad for it? So we keep changing it. Obviously, every budget, it changes the amount of inheritance you can get. Well, it hasn't
0: changed in the last number of years. And, you know, compared to other jurisdictions, we're we're not too bad. For example, there's no tax between spouses or partners. So you can win the lotto and give a tax free to your spouse or partner, a tax, you know, on on, your will. So that's very generous. Each child can get three hundred and thirty-five thousand euro tax-free. So, if, for example, you have you, you have three children and you've a house worth a million euro, if you're, lucky, if you're that lucky, you can leave a tax-free to your three children because they they each have three hundred and thirty-five thousand tax-free threshold. Now, the, ta- so- the tax-free
1: threshold that's in a lifetime, isn't it?
0: It's in a life, yeah. Okay. That's right. Okay, yeah. so if they got another inheritance
1: from Granny down the road or somebody else down the road, they may be sex
0: on that. Well, it yeah. won't it won't reduce the inheritance from a parent because yes. it, it, because there's there's different thresholds for different relationships. So in that case, there's only there's only lifetime gifts from parents that reduce your threshold from a from a, from a parent. So, but you can give three thousand. There's a small gift allowance of three thousand. You could give everyone in your family three thousand euro each year without any tax consequences so wealthy uh, families give all their grandchildren three thousand euro each year and there's no tax consequences at all
1: okay Aaron and Galway wants to know I want to, he's 37 he wants to write a will but I'm wondering if any solicitor can assist you to write one or do you have to go to specific types of firms I argue quite a lot sorry John we lost you there for a second I had no yep. idea what happened so John yes so what, one of the very common questions that's coming in is the argument. Uh, in other words, example, and a typical example of some of the texts that are coming in, there's all mixed versions of it, but, you know, my sister is now living with my mother, she's manipulated her, mm. uh, I don't talk to mam anymore because of my sister, and I know she's got her to change her will, can I challenge it? So, can they challenge, so let's say the mother's living on her own, and the sister or the brother is living with them, and they've kind of manipulated them because they're quite elderly, which is you know, it's quite yeah. common, I imagine, uh, and got her to change the will and write somebody else out or write another sister or brother out of the will. Can they do that and get
0: away with it? Well, yes. I mean, there's been cases, many cases have gone to the High Court where there's been undue influence over an elderly uh, relation in, and their will. Um, Uh, You'd have to prove that there's some sort of elder abuse going on Uh, and I, I understand that the HSE have elder abuse officials and it's not just abuse in relation to a will but there could be abuse in relation to finances or psychological abuse or just generally bullying and the HSE can investigate, they have officials that can investigate these family situations. So this may be a situation if there is if 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 there is bullying as well as undue influence and maybe financial abuse, control and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it could be a case where, where these elder abuse officials could investigate the situation. Mm-hmm. Now it also may be possible to go maybe to the family doctor, the GP, uh, or maybe there could be a public health nurse that could call or you know and mm-hmm. just make discreet inquiries. It's, it's, it's. I mean, it's, it's a very delicate and, and sensitive situation. But if, for example, the will was changed, I mean, and everything goes to one child, the other children still have legal rights to challenge that will. You know, at least at, even if the will is changed, it's yes. not the end of the, the road completely. You know, because there can be, still be a legal challenge by the other children.
1: I'm assuming wills basically cause a lot of families to to break up and stop talking to each other and I say- well
0: I know, I know in fairness in most situations from my experience it's it's everything it works out very well there's it's a minority of cases and the trouble is we see we, we read horrific cases in the in the media uh, and we, and we think you know every family is like that but in most cases are fine but the problem is that you see people are struggling financially to to buy a, a house at as you know, as you were talking about there. And so, you know, people are more conscious now of their mm-hmm. inheritance. A lot of people need their inheritance to buy a house. So people are more sensitive about uh, their legal rights. And, you know, yeah. so, um, but I, I would think, let's put it this way, when I have had disputes amongst families uh, and I, I, I've gone to mediation, so I can't mention mediation too often. I, because it's it 's a wonderful way of of, of um, solving a dispute without spending tens of thousands of litigation fees on lawyers you know yeah so so i all I would say is that there can be there can be quite a lot of family disputes or arguments, but if the worst comes to the worst, most of the cases are settled in mediation, so you don 't end up in the high court so that 's the good news.
1: Okay, another one here. A friend died in America. She had a property there and in Clare. She left no will other than to leave everything to her her charity in New York City. No one works there now. I I think the American lawyers are having a field day. Is there anything that can be done to stop them eating up her fortune? She
0: has cousins here and that is it. Well, I, I would, I maybe would instruct maybe another firm of American lawyers to investigate this because... Uh, they need need to get an official copy of the will from the the, the, the relevant probate office. If this charity isn't in existence, you know they, 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 they'd have to, the other lawyers would have to make sure that it, the estate has been administered properly. You mm. know, yeah, uh, because. Uh, Certainly in Ireland if a charity is no longer in existence that the law says that that you, you you the inheritance goes to the charity uh, to a similar charity but oh, okay. sometimes it might sometimes it might be court directions regarding you know what is the the best charity to to benefit you know
1: can you can you genuinely let's say you're worth a few million and you're let's say you have a few children maybe your wife is dead right and you have a few children but you don't particularly um, want to leave the money. Can you leave it all to the dogs and cats home? You often hear people, I'm leaving my money to the dogs and cats home. Was it Bill uh, Was it Bill Gates
0: Famous, he said he's not going to leave a penny for his children? Um, yeah, well, no. I mean, I, I, you know, in, in, in theory you can, but I mean, the problem is that it creates more problems by doing that because the children then challenge the will in the courts and, you know, it doesn't achieve anything. But I did have a case where a father, he was worried about leaving a substantial inheritance to his son because his son was totally irresponsible it didn't believe in doing a day's work, and you know, yeah. and so we had a trust, we created a trust uh, for his lifetime the, 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 the father put the money into a trust had two friends or relations that would hold the money on trust for the son to preserve it so that it it wouldn't be um, it would be spent wisely uh, for his benefit. So sometimes you can have a trust uh, if you don't, you know, the two, because, because children, as, as we all, as anyone can, can have addiction problems, gambling problems. And so a trust can be a very useful mechanism whereby the children can benefit um, uh, from the trust fund, but it's controlled so that they can't misspend it, you know.
1: In regards to, I suppose, the idea of, you know, going to court and disputing a will, and I'm sure you've taken or you've helped with many a case in yeah. relation to that. You know, are those cases hit and miss? Because you said, for example, that the child would have to prove that they haven't been provided for. So if a child has been provided for, let's say they're married, they have two children. Well, not, their properly pro- not
0: properly provided for.
1: Well, let's say the child is married with two yeah. children, has their own yeah. good job, you know, and everything yeah. else and is moving on with their own life. Well then surely by the very nature of the fact that maybe the father wants to leave the money to the the girlfriend or the dog or whatever i don't know but surely that if the child has been provided for they don't have a legal challenge or do they still have no
0: they would have to have a financial need and the, the, the the court looks at the position of all the children so that if if you're the wealthiest child in the family you're not you're you're probably not going to succeed to a challenge so it depends the court has to look at the family circumstances of all the children At the date of death, the relevant test is what were the circumstances of all the children when their parent died? So each case is different, but certainly the the wealthier you are, the less likely you are to benefit substantially from a court challenge.
1: My producer just said as well, with regards to what you said about this generation being worried about buying property, there was an article in the Mail in February that said half of Britons have gone online to check what their parents' property is worth. Two in five people relying on their inheritance to help them buy a home and the average amount they expect to receive is 195,000. So in other words, they expect to receive 195,000 and they're obviously very keen to find out we're almost wishing our parents away, which is terrible. Um, I mean, it is shocking. But look, if people want to pop into you at any stage. Open Frank, so you can go in there and you can sign up your will, and you should do it. I know it's a very morbid thing, John, and people don't like thinking about it, but it's really important,
0: isn't it? I mean, well, actually, you owe what you You know, if you're a parent, you have a duty to make a, a will to benefit your family in in the in the best way feasible. You know, of course, I, I would say it's. I would say it's. A, I would need to say it's a legal duty
1: of every parent to do it. You know. Yeah. And and do you end up arguing with people in the office by saying, "Well, you can't do that now. Only you have to leave them something, or you have to." Well,
0: I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, we're not supposed as solicitors, we're not supposed to be making the will for the client, you know. But I but mean, you give them advice. W- w- well, what we might do is point, the, point of, of advantages and disadvantages of certain uh, arrangements, if you know what I mean. Yes, of we'd course. have to point out pit, We'd have to point out pitfalls if there were pitfalls in a
1: certain. Position, you know. But there's a question just come in there. Like, what happens if the parents are in social housing and the parents die? Nothing, David. These state-owned the social housing. You don't, so you're not getting it. If that's what you right. But listen, thank you very yeah. much indeed, John Costello from Open Frank's, and okay. I appreciate you coming on the air tonight, and answering all those questions. And if Thanks, anybody, you're welcome. If anybody wants more information, you can go to openfranks.ie. Real
0: people, real opinions, real talk radio the multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.